I'm Scott. I'm Russell. And I'm Leo. This is Spitball. Welcome to Spitball, the Pigeon Kitchen, where three musky tears, that's us, empty our heads of all of our startup and tech product ideas that we have stuck up in there so you can all have them for free. Anything that we say is yours to keep. All right, guys, I want to introduce you to our special guest this week, Anthony. Anthony is a certified psychiatrist, and hopefully he can help us critique our ideas and the mental disorders it took to come up with them. <laughs> Welcome to Spitball. A couple of the things that you said were true. <laughs> this is going to be a lot of fun. We're glad you're here. Welcome. All right, guys. So Russell is on a little bit of an advantage here because he, like me, is a father. But uh, today we're going to be playing Tech or Tots. So in this one, we're going to go rapid fire style, and the three of you are going to be guessing whether or not each name that I'm throwing at you is a baby product or a baby company or a tech product or a startup out in Silicon <laughs> Valley. All right. Starting with our special guest, Anthony Hadoop, H-A-D-O-O-P. Is that a baby product or a tech startup? Tech startup, for sure. It is. It's an Apache product for distributing data across large data sets. Scott, Duna, D-O-O-N-A. I'm also going to go tech startup, and I hope it is something they, with They uh, make car seats and strollers, sorry ah. to say. You're uh, down zero one. Russell, <laughs> Cabana, K-I-B-A-N-A. Oh, that's a baby. That's a baby one. They make data visualization software for uh, <laughs> tech companies. Sorry. Uh, what? Like Cabana? Anthony, you're in the lead with a strong first round. Anthony, you're up. Zutano, Z-U-T-A-N-O. I got to go with startup again. They make baby booties. Sorry. Um, Scott, Mosey, M-O-Z-Y. This better be a baby product. They are an online data backup Oh, my service. God. Sorry. <laughs> Russell. Cybex, C-Y-B-E-X. Yo, is that allowed on this show? It sounds like a, an adult. Uh... We're rated T for T now, just for saying it. Uh, yeah, that's an adult service site. Sorry to say they make car seats and strollers, so they are very G-rated. I like three uh, still... of these guys doing car seats. <laughs> I found quite a few of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Anthony is still one. The other guys are nothing. We've got two more rounds here. Anthony, Tinker Pop. T-I-N-K-E-R, capital P-O-P. I got to say that that one is for kids. That's an Apache language and product <laughs> for uh, graph traversal in databases and large data sets. They Sorry. also make car seats, though. <laughs> uh Scott Splunk, S P L U N K. Uh, tech startup, please. Yes, infrastructure yeah. security and observability. They make like insights <laughs> into your product. How does that uh, name Russell. have anything? Okay, <laughs> Splunk. Well, you're splunking through your logs, I guess, and your your sure. infrastructure. Yeah, Spelunking. Russell. We got Grafana, G R A F A N A. Hundred percent tech startup. You are absolutely right. That's an open yes. source dashboard product. Uh, that means it's one all and it's our final round. Very exciting. Anthony, <laughs> Juvie, J-O-O-V-Y. Huh. Know. You know, I hope Prison. that's a tech startup. And they make baby strollers. <laughs> <laughs> the only thing your kid needs to be able to do is move. <laughs> That's right. As long Scott. as they're strapped into something. Where's <laughs> my drink? <laughs> Scott, Jupiter, J-U-P-Y-T-E-R. Absolutely a kid product. That is a Python notebook oh hosted service. You can write your math online and it'll host it. And then, Russell, the last one, Caddy, C-A-D-D-Y. That's a baby stroller. That's startup. a web server made in Go. 
Did we get any of I've them? I've used Caddy before. You all got one each. Congratulations. That seems poetic. What a th- great three-way tie. Do people okay. call juvenile wow. detention centers juvie in your neck of the woods? Because <laughs> not J O V Y. Definitely like any kids' product. That's an early two thousands flicker alternative or something. I think. And babies going to do, you know what? Maybe since they do make a product that you strap your child into, so maybe it makes a little more sense than I thought. <laughs> it's early, early juvie restraints. We're for sentencing your you to juvie, early delinquent, pre-juvie, <laughs> kinder juvie. That's right, kinder juvie. <laughs> it's pre-juvie juvie. Oh, that's I a data that backup language. <laughs> if I'm keeping track, I think Russell, you're up first this week. What do you got for us? Uh, so this idea needs a little bit of setup because. Does not sound great on paper. Um, <laughs> How about so, a podcast? As opposed to our usual pitches, huh? Yeah, uh, but this one definitely saves lives. So uh, good luck trying to beat that, boys. Uh, <laughs> this, okay, this is a simple startup. We uh, take the power of the sun and throw <laughs> salt via stop signs in front of the most critical part of where ice gets in the way. Uh, or or ice causes damage. So okay, uh, okay. So <laughs> let, me, let me set that up a little bit better. Um, basically, it's a machine that throws salt in front of the stop signs and streetlight places where you need to stop Whoa. all the time, twenty four seven, or maybe less. Whenever it rains, I mean, <laughs> whenever it snows, <laughs> don't walk it's over just that. Spitting salt forever. <laughs> Stopping anywhere else is overrated. Yeah, you you have a prize. You want to get some salt? You just go to your stop sign, and you. So why why that is is because I see a lot of, and I know this episode is going to be released during the winter time. I'm sure, um, but uh, what is it? Whenever uh, those things, those trucks that move salt the, t- trucks. the trucks, the assault salt trucks. Assault truck. Yeah, I feel like they add a little extra salt at the stop signs, or they're just stopping <laughs> at the stop signs because. But it's also like I've never thought of that. I thought for sure that was on purpose. You're probably right. They're just going and they sit at the stop sign. Shoot, but I mean, right? They huh. should. They should stop a little extra there because, you know, when you're sliding, at least you catch your edge right at the stop sign. Why not install to uh, right away? Every stop sign has a. You put a bag of salt, a little a little throwing machine, and a solar panel, and now every stop sign and or street light becomes instant snow network. Save lives. That's it. That's that's the that's, that's great. The company salt saves lives. All right. Are you so you're powering these with solar? I don't want to you know no but you, but uh, oh. the days where it's snowing. That's a good question. Are those the days where you wouldn't have? It's almost well, like you live in the Midwest. You can use salt sun, and water. Cloudy in the winter and terrible. <laughs> Can't you make a battery out of salt and water? Isn't that a thing? Throw a potato Whoa. in there and you got Boom. it. Boom! Checkmate. <laughs> Next, <laughs> potatoes. Potato powered. That's it. Maybe you could put some of your gamer vitamins in it for electrolytes. That's what the plants need. <laughs> oh. Full circle. That's what plants crave. So tell me about how you plan on not throwing salt in the eyes of children who are walking <laughs> through the intersection. You see, that's that's where I need your help here, all right? Uh, we got to figure out how to pitch. Yeah, yeah. Maybe you create like... But then there's also the problem of if there are cars 
in the intersection? When do you throw the salt? I feel like you could do some detection or some motion. You get one of those motion yeah, things. Yeah, we could figure that one out. A millimeter wave thing on it or something that detects if there's no one in here. You can buy here. a $20 home motion sensor on a thing. You just wait no motion for like five minutes and then you just chuck a bunch of salt. <laughs> and then just explode into salt. Got it. Yep. <laughs> Solved. So is this like a device that you attach onto a stop sign? Like it clips on and just point it towards the road and it just starts spewing? I, yeah, and also there's a bag of salt <laughs> I think, <laughs> attached to it, like a hopper, right? And you just boom. Okay, so we need a system to refill these. So, okay, Uber for stop signs. You can hire people to go over and refill bags of salt on your local stop sign or intersection. Well, yeah, and I wonder how much salt you need in a year to cover a stop sign little square footage, right? Like, is it just 50 pounds? I don't know. It could be the stop sign itself, like really, really thick. You only need to see it from one side, right? Whoa. So just make it like as deep as it is wide. It's a big old hopper, battery Whoa. and thrower what arm. You're saying replace the stop sign itself and just with a stop sign shaped salt basket box thing. thing. Yeah, How, the, oh, sure. It's a hexagon but deep. This yeah. is the multi-billion-dollar company. The octagon? Are they octagons? Oh, that's embarrassing. <laughs> I think they're octagons. Smart stop sign. Wait, no, they're... oh shit. <laughs> Guys, like this is our entry into the marketplace. We start by selling salt throwing <laughs> salt throwing stop signs and then we become the number one distributor of all things signs. <laughs> Smart signs. I thought you were gonna say all things salt. <laughs> they have salty signs. That'll be the, our there the it is. Salt market can't be that saturated, right? I can't think of a more niche. It's all market. a bunch of like Department of Transportation government, like state government people, right? There's probably some room for disruption. Right, so that's there. the marketing. Well, like you said, you need you need someone to replace the salt in these things, right? So if we're selling the device, we might as well be selling the replacement, right? The less work on the end of our customer. I like yeah. Scott's distributed Uber idea, where like you just hire you you encourage people in the local community to go to their own Ace Hardware, buy a bag, put it in their local on the end of their street, and charge them like five bucks more than whatever it cost them. Yeah. Honestly, people can make a little yeah, extra cash. People would do that. The problem is, is that could be hard to tell what they're putting in it. They could just be dumping in gravel or like taking a shit inside the thing, and <laughs> no one would know. Yeah, that's true. <clears throat> if people are willing to go around and charge bird and lime scooters yeah. for pennies, mm -hmm. right? They put salt in. I, yeah. As I'm sure Russell is completely unaware, stop signs are a natural target for juvenile delinquents. <laughs> it's that juvie startup, isn't it? That <laughs> damn juvie startup. Well, I was th that is true. So we got to make a smart sign that's all. It also like shoots salt at kids. Yes, <laughs> it's self defense. Self defense. <laughs> Turn a bug into a feature. Yeah, <laughs> that's it. If it gets spray painted, child that... repellent stop signs. <laughs> Yeah, have you seen those guns that you can spray like bugs, flies with? Oh, the Schultz shotgun, shotgun. Yeah, yes. Excuse me, you want to run that again? <laughs> the Schultz shotguns. <laughs> yeah, you just have that built in. Yeah, right? I think that uses table salt. There's probably some. I don't think you can just chuck the like coarse pebbles at kids. <laughs> I mean, yeah, you'd have to grind it up a little bit before you throw it at the children. A little bit. The, but I think you could hire the same. <laughs> Table salt only. You gotta. It's just the ethical thing to do. <laughs> so you take the so you know the people that like change the garbage cans throughout the winter time throughout the city? 
I think you just get those same people to fill those salt bags. You already have the workforce. Oh, I've got it. I hear. I'm ready. You know, the mid-air refueling of a jet. <laughs> You've got that sort of thing dangling off the back, but it's From the salt, the salt trucks. trucks. Yes, they go around when they're sitting in the stop sign. They have a little hopper. And they just sort of pour Oop. off the side into the hopper for a minute and boom. Now that's set for another week. Because the place we need more congestion is at the, the stop. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. Shoot. You know how many Apache helicopters sit around all day not filling up bags of salt? Like So true. It's a waste of, go- of taxpayer money, honestly. Yeah, you take the same helicopters that drop a bunch of water at like flaming forests. Yeah. And give them a purpose. Just fill salt bags. I've always said, what are all those helicopters even doing? Yeah. Okay, so what if instead of like a conveyor belt system that you got to sit at the stop sign and wait for, if it had like a claw bucket thing, but you've got that filled with salt and as it drives by, it just releases and then retracts and it's just a quick moment, right? They're all, they've got a hopper up top. Right. And you only need to do this like once a, what, once every couple hours? Whatever the salt to snow ratio is, you just, I mean, you can't have somebody occupying a stop sign all day. (laughs) <laughs> or a bunch right. of cars maybe i'm no i'm no civic engineer you've never driven through florida have you <laughs> it's true well thank you for your contribution to public safety all right leo let's hear what you got this week all right so back i don't even know how many years ago early days of reddit like late 2000s early 2010s there was a wonderful little niche website and it was a bunch of nefarious, not nefarious, what's the word I'm looking for? Mischievous server admins who had built a phone line in their company's phone tree system where they could transfer callers to this number. And that phone extension was a robot and it would pick up and it would play a recording. And it was a recording of an old man saying, hello, this is Lenny. And they had recorded a bunch of sound clips of this guy, this old man, just answering with non-answers like, "Uh, say some more about that. I think I've heard about that. Or "Uh, someone called last week. Could you tell me more about that? I think that might have been you. Right. And it was just these keep them talking clips. And all that the robot did was wait for silence on the line and play a random clip. So after it said, hello, this is Rand Lenny, they just waited for the person to stop talking and then they would prompt them to continue talking. And it was to transfer scam calls or annoying spam that you didn't want to deal with. So someone would call them and say, hi, I'd like to sell you my white paper. And the company would say, oh, yeah, you want to talk to Lenny? And then they would transfer it to Lenny and they would record the call. And the subreddit was just filled with these angry telemarketers and scammers and stuff <laughs> getting increasingly frustrated as they talked to Lenny. I have always admired this idea. It went away a few years ago. I don't think it's around anymore, but the idea has died. I think Comcast bought them. <laughs> I've ever called them. And now that's how that's how they run their customer service. I think. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I just don't want to see it die, and I think it deserves to be revived in a consumer product. So I would pay to have an app on my phone, or to have a hardware appliance that I could plug into a phone line at my office that does essentially this. I think with the era of social media and and um algorithmic feeds and stuff becoming you know 
this is ripe for TikTok content. This is ripe for automatically posting to YouTube in a way that it was sort of like kludgy. You'd have to go to their old website before and like stream MP3s, and it was a little bit clunky. I think you could totally turn this into like a commoditized business. You could have large language models generating the scripts based off of the keywords that they're saying. You could have really convincing text to speech done on the fly so it didn't have to Whoa. be pre recorded. There's all kinds of stuff that Ooh. has improved in the last 10 years that could really make this next level. What an incredible way to f- combat spam calls, right? too. Like you're saying, you have an app on your phone that you just, whenever you're in a phone call, there's just always a button that you can transfer to Lenny, or it'll just answer as Lenny to start. And then if they can get past Lenny, you can answer. Well, that's probably a bad one, actually. <laughs> this This is amazing. I think this is like... Like the most, I can't wait for a spam call kind of thing where you're excited <laughs> to get a spam call <laughs> so I can transfer them. Yes. I'm like, oh my gosh, I can't wait. Uh, so you could even gamify it and have like the app have uh, leaderboards with how long you kept someone on the line or how many calls you got this week, right? Dude, this is a free service too because you just generate content. Like if you're providing the the call screening or whatever, you just generate all that content, make so much money off of like, Whoa. Spam callers and you change you get like five or six voice models so people when it becomes popular because it's definitely a hundred percent amazing, <laughs> you'll you have to change the voices, right? So it's like right. totally doable. I'll do you one better too. Instead of doing an app thing, okay, you get a phone number, you just put the contact in your phone and you just tell the telemarketer, hey, give me one second, I get my my boss or you know, somebody else on the line, you call the other n- number, merge the calls, leave, boom. Sure. <laughs> That's it. You just you just do the merge call and then and you can listen in while it's happening or just let it ride. Oh, just go about your day. Yeah. Well, I like I like the idea of shortening the process somehow. <laughs> I, I like just being able to click a button and use an app or something because what this the thing that you're providing to people with this is joy, right? Schadenfreude of someone else's suffering. It doesn't mean you're getting less spam calls. I, I would not use this if I had to pick up and say, let me transfer you to Lenny every single time. I would absolutely click a button knowing that the person on the other end is going to experience some amount of suffering. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, though, that's the best way you're supposed to deal with spam calls. Like uh, Outside of just not answering, you can just waste their time. The more time you waste to them, the better it is for everyone. You're a hero. Every time you use the app, you're a hero. You're a hero. You were. <laughs> so that's how we would phrase the leaderboard, right? This is how much time you saved someone else yeah. of having to talk to a telemarketer. 100%. I love the idea of a leaderboard, by the way. Ooh. It's like the Kitboga effect, but you're making a million Kitboga, the streamer who keeps yeah. and wastes spam callers and scammers time. Yeah. You're making hundreds of them, an army of them. Yeah. Amazing if, content. If we launched this during the like, what was it like waste his time 2020 or whatever <laughs> what's that i don't know that one that it's just about girls wasting annoying guys time it doesn't matter <laughs> oh you, it's like are a you in the middle of this trend. anthony are you like in the middle of being <laughs> hashtagged like right now <laughs> i no comment, <laughs> no comment. <laughs> that was a that was a big swig there anthony <laughs> so you're worried about oh we could combine this with like the rejection hotline do you remember that back in the day there was a phone number you could memorize, mm. and you'd give it out at a bar if you didn't want someone to have your actual number. And say, "Hi, you've reached the rejection hotline. The person you gave you this number, they don't want you Politely to have their number." Reject yeah, exactly. You. So we have that, but interactive, real-time, large language model powered <laughs> with AI. <laughs> this is the definition of chaotic uh, good. Yeah. 
I love it. Yeah. You, you know, you could just set like put this number on like a bunch of different like you just Google free iPad and you just, you know, if you ever Googled free iPad. So back in my day when I didn't like somebody, I would go and search free iPad and type in, fill out the form for this person. So their email would just be bombarded with spam for the rest of their life. Like it's unavoidable at that point. <laughs> you just do that. What with this could phone someone have done to you evil. that deserves that? unbalanced response Uh, honestly a little bit of mild uh it it takes mild annoyance mild annoyance yeah it honestly takes you like 30 seconds to google it and then typing the email and ruin somebody's email forever (laughs) any truck that has a how's my driving russell has entered that number into it (laughs) for a good time call (laughs) that's that's another idea we can just do that uh free ipads (laughs) We're already almost to this Lenny idea with uh, Google Assistant's latest thing built into Pixels where you can have it like answer for you. And it seems like they're right on the... If we could somehow hijack that existing phone interception transcription system to expand it from the few pre-programmed phrases to something this big, man, we're like 95% of the way there, right? Google knows too. Like every time it'll say, like you know, ninety percent chance of spam call incoming. Like we do not recognize this number. We've known this has been spam before. Just anytime, any chance of that comes in, send it to Lenny. I have someone in my life who uh, is a vulnerable population to be scammed, and they lost a ton of money to scammers about six months ago, and it was heartbreaking. And I just, I think this is a, the perfect chaotic good like you said a way to like fight back against the industry and make it not worth their time as much anymore you know especially if you get like that grassroots movement where you know just i would contribute my phone to receive calls to that in order to spam other people and if enough people started doing that it would just waste enough time that maybe the spam calls aren't worth it anymore that's the dream that's the dream. The fun part about Lenny was that it was a really old sounding guy who was clueless, right? So the, the people on the other <laughs> end would take their time and like repeat stuff and all that. You could totally leverage that to be like all of the voices that you have are old and uh, sound like vulnerable and they're programmed to say, yeah, I could buy gift cards and you know things like that, that like really keep them on the line and waste their time and we can make it a game. <laughs> what if you, what if you created like, this to give to those people with grandparents and say, Hey, if you ever get a spam call, not a spam call, they don't know, right? So it's like, if ever Microsoft calls you or whatever, send them to my friend Lenny. <laughs> my friend <laughs> Lenny, here's his number. You just say, Call this guy. And now you're, they're, they're re- redirecting all those calls too, right? Literally said, well, Press like, the big red button, grandma. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I mean, you could even do it without a butt press, like Scott was saying. Like Google is like fairly okay at, at detecting these sorts of things now. If you you know said to your grandparent or whatever, hey, let me have your phone for a second. I can just download something, and you'll never get a spam call again in your life, right? And they just had they didn't have to even interact with it in any way, and that could be their experience. Like a good grandson. That sounds awesome. We get a game on entertainment out of it. They get protected. Yeah, sort of like how Google has those advanced protections that you can turn on if you're a celebrity or a journalist or whatever. It'll force you to have MFA and really strict requirements for how to log in and stuff. You can optionally enable, like, I feel more at risk, like people are going to try to do phishing attacks at me more. You do that, but for the vulnerable people in your life where you say, hey, I'm pretty sure this person's not going to need to talk to random salesmen and stuff. They only really call these five numbers. Anyone else who's not in their contacts or anyone else who's a new number to them or whatever, just 
automatically send it this way. And then they don't understand why they never heard back from the landscaper that they called. <laughs> that's, yeah, it just seems like this needs to, ha- like, wow, we need to have something that stops this spam call thing. At least for the vulnerable population, yeah. I think there's enough people out here that, like, get it. They know when a spam call is coming. I'd never answer a call, basically, if it's not on my contact list, right? So it's... Even if it is. Well, yeah, I let it go to voicemail. And if they leave a voicemail, you know, everybody's got their own process to like vet a spammer. If it's really urgent, I'll text them back tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Or like you just send them a text message and it's, oh, this is a landline number. Well, you're full of shit, right? It's just goodbye. Right. <laughs> so <laughs> no one has landlines. Dude, oh, I just think uh, the leaderboards are like there's. There's got to be a con like the best content. Maybe there's a way to vet, get the community to vet and listen to all these calls because you're gonna have so many calls. <laughs> like, how do you vet the the content? Really, I think you're supposed to inform someone if they're being recorded on a phone line. But we can work around. It that. depends on the state. Actually, some can states we- are two party consent where both have to say they agree to be recorded, and some, I believe, like Michigan, are one party has to consent. <laughs> So can we transfer to like a Michigan phone number or like a Nevada one or something? Is there an equivalent of VPNing yourself into another state so it's legal to record it? That's interesting. Because you're sure. the one who merged the calls, quote unquote. The Lenny lives in Nevada. Over in Detroit. Yeah, right. Huh. Well, who's doing the recording, right? If it's our company doing the recording, maybe if we're just headquartered somewhere. Yeah. Or whatever, right. <laughs> it's not the per. It's not the person with the phone who's doing the recording, right? This is an automated app. Right. It's- right. The data center's in Guam. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> With all this AI power, like Lenny could be your like buffer. If so, if Lenny detects like, wait, this might actually be an important call, I'm going to transfer you to the person. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Totally. Oh, yeah. Like, I mean, that's kind of how the Google one works, right? It's exactly how it is, except it's just a harder boss you got to get through now. <laughs> His name is Lenny. Can you imagine meeting somebody and be like, hey, if Lenny picks up my phone, just say operator like five times. It'll come to me. <laughs> Say this pass key. Yeah, right. <laughs> Tango Alpha Bravo. Yeah. <laughs> well, big ups to uh, the guys who invented Lenny. We'll put their information in the show notes if you'd like to hear more Lenny calls from back in the day. It was a good time. Oh, yeah. All right, Scott, what do you got for us this week? So I was walking my dog the other day and I ran into a guy with a metal detector and I've always been fascinated by them, but I really don't know anything about metal detecting as a hobby or hardware. And the more I was talking to him, the more I was thinking like, this is a lot of work, him just walking around looking for random things and covering all the ground he covers. He has to physically walk, right? Can we combine a metal detector and a drone? I'm going to take the base part of metal detector. There's a bunch of simple hardware for that put enough power into that guy, have put it on a drone with a preconditioned GPS grid on it, bring it to a beach or a field or something and just let it go. It goes in a grid pattern throughout the field <laughs> and then comes back to you with like, I found something potential here, here, here and here. Go take a look. Or maybe it'll circle back on those spots and get a clearer picture on it. The technology's all there for all of these parts. It's all there's so many open source things for autonomous flying drones and pathing metal detectors or you can get them tiny nowadays after talking to this guy. It would not be hard to get something that a drone could lift and go through. Whoa. 
that as a pitch. It is just literally gluing two pieces of hardware together and then some code. Totally. Does it have to be a flying drone? I mean, why can't it be like an RC car? I think it's cooler flying. <laughs> <laughs> I like ten minutes of battery life. I was gonna say you're you're room you're gonna Roomba the beach. Yeah. Roomba the beach. Yes. <laughs> it's like sell this I, idea know, to iRobot. Yeah. Uh, honestly, though, a ground one is a pretty good idea. It's already having to drag on the ground, right? Yeah, it's got to be as... That's the problem he was saying. It's got to be as close to the ground as possible, so you'd have to have some kind of object detection if you're flying. Right. You heard him tell you it has to be as close to the ground as possible and thought, yes, let's make it fly. <laughs> let's make it fly. <laughs> well, okay. Like, I'm just picturing on beaches mostly. Like, you have level... Essentially level terrain. Dude, yeah. Like, you attach, like, like 10, and you drag it behind... I don't know, like a pull mower and just drags across. And every time it beeps, you drop a smoke bomb or something. And it just <laughs> it goes off and you have your fleet of I people. I like that. Just, All right. This smoke bomb, it drops a little marker or something. Yeah. I mean, orange posts. Honestly, you know? the easy thing would probably just be a tablet and it just pings like, hey, in this location, here's the Google map of it. It's super zoomed in. And then you come back with a real metal detector, but it's just saving you time from covering all this ground. You could, hell, you could do Minesweeper with this. Oh, they crap. Recently found a, that means uh, the military probably has done this, haven't they? <laughs> they recently <laughs> found a ship in the uh, Great Lakes that was pretty well preserved using a similar technique, right? Where they were kind of scanning broadly, and then once they found a few promising echoes from whatever sonar they were using. Oh, just boats going back and forth? I think so, yeah. Oh. They knew that it was somewhere in these, you know, whatever square kilometers. They went back and forth until they found a couple of promising leads, and they, you know, did more detail on those spots. Makes sense. Well, since the time I talked to this guy, I haven't found any benchmarks of this yet. So this would be a lot of fun to try to make. Would be. Sell it to hobbyists or the U.S. <laughs> military, apparently. You know, there's a ton of people that lose their rings on beaches, right? And you just, like, people would pay insane amounts of money to find their wedding ring or something. So you just sell this service. Oh. You buy 30 and you sweep the beach, man, with this thing. That's the thing. You only need one, though. It's like Anthony said. It's a Roomba. Like oh. when it's done, it'll go back and recharge, and then continue on solar powered it left off. on a beach. <laughs> <laughs> um, I wonder if you could pitch this as like an environmentalist thing, right? Like maybe the the Park Service would pick these up, right, as a way to clean up beaches. Totally. Oh my yeah. gun! I left it on the beach. I can't find my gun. <laughs> <laughs> That's an environmental hazard, dude. It's just so funny because it's like. Metal detecting that hobby is just like like spelunking, man. It's like it's like, oh, I'm searching. It's like a treasure hunt, and you just take all the joy out of it. Just rip it out of it, just turn it into a commodity. <laughs> Systematic automation. <Yep. laughs> it's like, oh, you do metal detecting? You mean those robots that go up and down the beach? You do that by hand? What the hell? It covers the whole beach in about eight minutes. <laughs> No, I used to spend all day doing <laughs> Drops it. Drops 30 markers per second, you know? Like. <laughs> <laughs> well, the, the beach-going population is really going to love you. Yeah. There aren't going to be any rednecks <laughs> taking pop shots at your thing. Your low-flying drone. Blasting their family with microwaves. Skimming your ankles. Yeah, whatever they think. Lacerating feet. I don't want to be on the implementation team as the guy in charge of writing the Arduino code to light smoke bombs on fire. <laughs> <laughs> you can write that code strike match 
ChatGPT, write me code to launch smoke bombs on my drone. <laughs> Autonomous smoke. We promise they're just smoke bombs. Federal government. Yeah, the military definitely hasn't any of that technology, right? Dropping bombs out of drones. We're like nine-tenths of the way there to a military robot for sure. Hey, that's how we go to market. You know, that's how every every great business starts. You, you detect. As a military robot? Yeah, you just start. You, you do something <laughs> Nichey, and then all of a sudden the military's like, uh, we want that for ourselves. Do not sell this. We have a drone that detects people that drops little capsules of Agent Orange on the beach. Right. You gotta be careful with how you phrase it though, because you'll t- you'll put it in a different tax bracket if you say like smoke bomb. It's gotta be like smoke mm. extruder or something. Smoke marker. Yeah. Smoke marker. There it is. Dude, I am curious how much people would pay for like how much people do pay for when they lose their ring on a beach or whatever and they like go up and down man i love that though just like some an uber system or whatnot you lose it oh i don't know how you would get enough people to know that like hey there's a service that you can find your ex that you lost on a beach and someone will come out to the beach and find oftentimes it oftentimes local metal scouting clubs will just do it for fun for altruism yeah just sweet well they're all gonna be out of business with our drone now what what's the target market is this like a service that we provide to people who lost things because the guys who who are you know treasure hunting on the beach are all retired dudes who are 60 who have nothing better to do they like the monotony of where i can see like if you there's some inherent joy in piloting a drone there's one guy scott who believes that this is like a great hobby as long as he doesn't have to do anything i hear what you say most people who want to get into this want to do the thing yeah but now they can do it just and cover more ground at once by an order of magnitude. You just have to have them drinking a like margarita in the commercial and people will instantly understand the appeal <laughs> of not having to do the work themselves. Well, okay. You ever see like those like in movies where they make out the rich people to be like, hey, we're going to go take you hunting and they just put them up in a tower and they're shooting pigs that run by or something. We're doing that exact same thing. We are having a drone go out and marking the spots on the beach where there's 99% chance metal, and then they still go out with their metal detector and they still get to dig the thing up and have all the pleasure of that, but just without the majority of the work. All the Shoot, fun. Fish in a barrel, work. right? It's just... yeah, Fish in a barrel. Every sport has their purists that say, oh, the new technology is making it not what it used to be, right? Well, it just drops markers. You have to go do the last step and detect it. Just like you have to go find the yeah. deer that you've immobilized with your drone and then shoot it. <laughs> our, our target market is the guys who uh, shoot sedated lions. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Same person. Hey, it's okay, though, because they have the most money. You're getting ahead of yourself. That's my pitch. <laughs> you just said that as an off-cuff, but like hunting with drones is that going to be a thing in the future are we just going to release drones into the woods and they just take down deer and you got to go retrieve them that's awful i would be that's horrifying oh i was about to say Did you just say i would do it <laughs> or else i like think i would it. actually enjoy hunting if it was like whoa i'm like gonna go robot flying first person piloting and chasing down okay yeah that is i think out. the tech community is missing out on hunting until today <laughs> The first person Birds viewer. Birds of Prey simulator. Not a big overlap, yeah. maybe. Just got to be careful with the whole <laughs> human hunting thing. But like outside of that, it's fine. <laughs> we made a great tool for predators in the woods. <laughs> I was going to say, before we were at 95% military robot, now you're at 99.8%. Yeah. <laughs> with just a little bit of serial killer making up that last 1%. <laughs> 
All right, Anthony, what is an idea that you would love to try but just don't have time for? Well, that's the thing. So I don't have any ideas, which is why I went to uh, a winner. I went to Twitter. And um, so I'm going to give you guys a little bit of a challenge this week, right? Uh, of taking this god awful idea and making it not horrible somehow. All right. Do you mind if I read? I'm not going to mention the guy's name, but do you want me to? Is it okay if I read the tweet verbatim? Oh, yeah. Please do. Okay. There is a massive unmet demand in the USA for servants. Mega opportunity for anyone who can figure out new and non-icky forms of domestic service for the American mass affluent. You have people earning 500000 resentfully doing their own laundry and loading the dishwasher. He goes on to say, this shows the core frustration of mass affluence. You can eat berries flown from Peru, buy new clothes every week, drive a 6,000 pound luxury vehicle, but there is no one to do anything for you. No one else is poor enough to really serve you. Okay. So. Interesting. Mm. Uber for servants? So obviously the service industry is bigger than it's ever been, right? You can have someone buy your groceries for you, right. do you drive you places, you have chauffeurs, you have people, you know, personal assistants. I mean, maid servants have been a thing for forever, but these guys really want to recapture the experience of like Victorian era royalty or like a southern plantation <laughs> owner, right? So like how no. do we recapture some of that experience and resell it to the ultra rich in America? I have one idea, but I want to hear well, what you guys have to you say. You know, first. who sa somebody said like Uber Eats and all that stuff. like you pay it's like a distributed servitude model, right? I pay for DoorDash we do daycare, we do like cleaning services, it all costs money and it's all just disjointed, right? So you're kind of saying a servant would do all those things. <laughs> this is so bad. <laughs> a servant or whatever you call it, right? Like instead of hiring all these distributed services, you get a bundle with one person and you <laughs> save money, right? Like is that... Who goes and picks up your Taco Bell at 2 a.m.? Seems like the closest modern incarnation of this is just the personal assistant, right? You have your business or your personal life have the person who manages and coordinates all those different disparate services for you. How is that different? I feel like you could make this into a full-time thing, though. Like, one... one quote unquote servant is shared between yeah. like four or five different people and their full-time gig is just running around doing the it's like a it's like submitting something to it like you make a ticket or your app automatically yeah. makes a ticket do my laundry clean my kitchen remember cha-cha when you're gonna text yeah. questions in and it was like yes. distributed human <laughs> answers you almost want that but for like yeah pre-internet well it's like early internet yeah or pre cell People were texting. That was the main interface with ChaCha, and you could mm -hmm. be like, "Hey, I want to find this product. Can you help find me?" Or can I, I want to get an answer to this question, and it's kind of hard to Google for. What do you got? And research this for me, and they would charge hourly. Yeah, I love the ticket idea. It's almost like personal assistance as a service. You give them your logins for your Uber Eats, and you give them permission to schedule a maid for you and a chimney cleaning and whatever the hell else you need. And then, yeah, you, you reach out to them who does all of it for you. Is this just, that's awesome. But is it, is it miserable enough? <laughs> does it really capture that feeling of being, of having power over someone? Can you sell that as a service? We're thinking too practically, aren't we? Is that the selling point? Is that what they, that's, is that what they were going for? The misery tweet? as a service. It's clearly what this guy wants that he feels <laughs> is missing from, all right, here's my pitch, right? Airbnb, <laughs> 
Airbnb, but with live-in servants, selling the servant experience in small <laughs> quantities of time. Oh, so I don't pay anything and I get to live in some rich person's house? I just have to do their... Well, no, you still book it like a regular... Well, yes, if you're the... the if you're the employee, right? So here's how we make it not icky, right? We, instead of uh, these Airbnb investors taking housing off the market, we are providing housing to other people who act as live-in servants, right? Who then play act this this class position for the amusement of the ultra wealthy. Yeah. Whoa. I, you know what's funny? I think people would sign up for this, right? Like- I, I can just picture and check it out on your Airbnb, like amenities, you know, fast internet, hot tub, live-in servant. Yes, I'm going to filter by that. But at the same time, I know people that are, they will be terrified of booking an Airbnb if they have to interact with the host because they're so socially scared of talking to another human being. But how much money do those people have? <laughs> the ultra wealthy, our target market, has no social qualms at all. That is an excellent. Do you think the ultra wealthy want to leave their homes and and go to another place? I feel like you could do exactly what you just pitched, but it comes to you. You know, like live in servant for the weekend rental, servant rental. <laughs> they come. Well, they stay in a sleeping bag in your basement. They. <laughs> I, that sounds pretty icky. I mean, <laughs> but I don't know how how many people had to go to Applebee's during 2020 in order, you know, Guys. like yeah, yeah, yeah. If, if you get to feel that kick, you will go and you will go anywhere. Okay, like in, in the ultra super ultra healthy, like this is like LA. Everybody's got multi million dollar houses. Like, yeah, tell us what it's like, I, Russell. Well, my brother lives out there, but that's all I know. <laughs> I mean, listen, like if you think about it, the housing, it's like all right. If I work six hours a day. And you have four living servants in one house, and I get to live in some sick ass mansion with like, and we just rotate. It's just like me and three other dudes doing ser- like, I don't know what the servant work's gonna entail, but like, I hope it's just like cleaning dishes, like washing, cleaning the pool, washing the windows, whatever, right? I mean, and it's I don't know what the cost is. Am I gonna have to pay rent, or am I just like working for six hours a day to? pay off rent which shoot i mean rent in certain areas is pretty pricey right you just think about like i can live in a sick ass mansion incredible property for just six hours a day and then you can go work another job or something to get paid i don't know it just Hmm. there's like maybe not full-on servitude but like work for rent in like killer spots like i Imagine you worked for like freaking a celebrity that you like love. Like, I think there are celebrities that would just like have servants because they're like, I would do anything for you. Like, not that we want that. Not that we want to encourage that crazy. That's that's where Anthony is here to. We did say icky in the title. That's pretty icky, right? Not icky. Not icky. We want it to be not icky. Oh, so I mean, like you know. Just like six hours a day, I just need you to be available. I need you to pick up groceries or whatever, right? Like, <laughs> is this where the housing market is leading us nowadays? Like, you can't own a house; you just got to be a servant in someone else's. <laughs> I that is the return to feudalism that I think this Twitter user really wants us to aspire. <laughs> I mean, to. if there's no demand or market for it, then fine. But I think there are people out there that'd be like, "Yeah, I'll trade six hours of my life to live in." I, there must like, be enough people in this world that have an extra spare bedroom that would be like, I would have someone live here if I didn't have to see them much, but they cleaned up after me all the time. I think you're onto something. Right? 
Oh, let me let me throw this out there too, because you know we'll rent like a really nice place for us to go out to as a group, right, for a weekend or whatever. What if we replaced, you know, the service fee, the cleaning fee, with this servant fee, right? And these guys just like lived in an adjacent property. We wouldn't even have to interact with them that much, but we would just dodge that ridiculous extra fee that Airbnb is so infamous for, right? Now. We just pay the servant fee okay. up front and we don't have to deal with any of the cleanup ourselves. Servant fee. <laughs> it's just... I love this. We might need to change some of the wording and branding on this, but I really do love what While this you're is there going. for the weekend, they can do your taxes. <laughs> <laughs> submit a ticket <laughs> dude it's like how far are we from like alexa and google home being able to do this like mm. alexa clean my dishes and then 30 minutes later task rabbit sends out a dude or gal to wash literally clean my dishes and then go home like I, are we there i think we might be there already mm. forget the whole live in servant aspect right and just like i could i just get my like I think you're right, though. Like, it'll be like on Rover if you have a dog where you kind of, yeah, you, you do an initial meet and greet. Like, okay, you're a sane person. I trust you to be in my house and walk my dog and take care of things. Like, you do that, the meet and greet with your servant, and then you can just forever rely on them for anything. Here's a key to my or access to my house. Here's the tickets going through. Dude, but you don't even need like a vetting servant process. It could just be, I don't know, when you have a five-star Uber rating for like <laughs> a thousand. I mean, like if you have a thousand people that you've Uber drove for people and you have a five-star rating, like you kind of just, I mean, you trust anybody to drive you. Like driving is the most dangerous thing you could possibly do. And you're just trusting literally randos in their crappy cars to drive you across town in a city like why can't they wash my dishes or do my laundry i mean that seems way <laughs> less risky sure they're coming into my yeah. home right oh no <laughs> but like what like i don't know there's just like a little bit of how are we that what's the trust issue let's solve for that you know try it for mm. this idea is insane but i'm starting to get more and more convinced by its potential <laughs> There is someone out there who would do this. There are people out there who would not, but there are a there lot are of people There are people doing would. this already. They just don't want to have the relationship with the one-on-one -on -one person. The whole servant aspect is the actual... I mean, sure, if you want to be... That's a, the X factor. <laughs> that's the X factor. I mean, if you're a jack of all servant trades, I, I guess you could just go into like, if I do... <laughs> Jack of all servants. I mean, trades. like, but like, lean into it, I guess. Like, if I do DoorDash and then I do Uber and then I do TaskRabbit, it's like at, at some point, like, why not just streamline the whole process, cut out the middleman, and just be the one on one family person? Like, yeah, it's, it's a cable bundle, but for all of the different services that you do. The servant word is the problem here, right? If somebody well, on <laughs> who's listening to the show and is thinking about canceling us, can you make sure that when you cancel us, you just come up with a better word than servant in your tweet or, <laughs> or your, I don't know, YouTube rant or whatever. Just like add the one element of like, what would be a better word than servant? So plug. <laughs> I, I really like the the jack of all trades servant thing. Like I can, I can see, we, maybe we can reclaim that, right? Like the, can I can see someone putting in their Twitter bio, top 1% servant on whatever our <laughs> service is called. I mean, like, is it TaskRabbit? Like, it sounds terrible, but like, maybe we need to, maybe this is a whole societal like issue, but like TaskRabbit's basically like, I'm um, just like, I'll pay 30 bucks for somebody to do this random thing. Like, 
are we not the ultra wealthy to some extent if we're paying somebody 30 bucks to like mow our lawn and hang a picture oh right it's just what who was the ultra wealthy at that point like mm. we're just mildly inconvenienced people <laughs> like i think inconvenience is becoming a commodity <laughs> like because if you think about it like driving anything it's a commodity Whoa. inconvenience right so I mean, if I'm going to pay an extra $30 to have to have Buffalo Wild Wings delivered to my home, it's just like, am I really like that strapped for time? And like, like, come on. <laughs> you, know, you know, I would love, I would love to be a part and even a small part of the hit piece that eventually comes out, right? The reason why our generation can't buy homes is because you're hiring too many goddamn <laughs> servants. <laughs> Millennials are ruining everything. We might be starting a movement on this podcast. Like, are we all servants? Are we oh, all no. servants to somebody, right? Like, Wow. Just... So true. That's the evils of capitalism. And that's really the point that I wanted to get across on your, <laughs> what is this, investment show? <laughs> Whoa. You know, you're, you're not wrong, psychology man, Anthony. <laughs> like, psychology. capitalism is evil. Thank you very much for listening to our pitches on business startup show. We hope you enjoyed yourself this evening. <laughs> and thank you, Anthony, for being with us tonight. This is a lot of fun. Pleasure to be here. If the guests request me again, I will show up anytime. Oh, delightful. We will definitely have you back. Our website is spitball.show. Please stop on by. That's where you can find out the latest episodes and follow us on all the different platforms. Email us, please. Feedback, comments, ideas, uh, rants on YouTube that you've made about how the board servant is not okay for this generation to use anymore. All of that can be sent to podcast at spitball.show. That's also how you can follow us on the Fediverse, such as Mastodon podcast at spitball.show. Our subreddit is r slash spitballshow. Our intro outro music is Swingers by Bonkers Beak club please you are listening to this on a podcast app pull over in your car take a minute pull it out of your pocket look at that podcast app right now turn on the screen and just press subscribe press rate press add whatever it is that it says next to our name press that button please that helps us and please rate us five stars on apple Podcasts. that's how people can find out about the show a uh, new episode is coming out soon we will see you then